Welcome back to the Water Boys podcast. I'm here with my co-host Josh. How you feeling? Pinky true. How's it going, but I haven't seen you in a while. Huh? It's been a it's been what did they say it's these days? It's, it's been a minute. hot minute, right? Holy, uh yeah. So last week got sick on Friday. Uh-huh. Spent basically the whole weekend in bed. Yeah, I was gonna we were supposed to go to the library to record. Oh, not the library again. Where yeah. the Wi-Fi cuts off every damn time. <laughs> and there's an announcement every like two hours. Like, what is that about? Um, but yeah, so we missed out on last year's, or not last year's, last week's, uh, you know, big basketball news. There was basically uh, the NBA wants to add a tournament and cut, cut the season to 78 games. That's not going to work. Um they're trying to, I guess, since it's a single game elimination, they said they were trying to get into it. They are trying to make it short. They were trying to make the season shorter. But to be honest with you, what is four games? That's what, a week's worth of work for them? I don't think that's going to cut it. I don't think it's going to gel at all of the players, too. I mean, you're going to make them take four games off for its mid-season tournament in November, December, right? Yeah. For and what? Then in the end, whoever probably ends up winning it is most likely going to be playing what is equivalent to an 82-game season. Yeah, it's like, what's the what's the big objective here? Are we just trying to push revenue as much as possible? Trying to create competitive matchups, right? Well, the, I mean, the NBA is really worried. First About what? All the, the ratings have gone down this year. And they're trying to figure out how to get grab more attention. And they're trying to figure out, and I guess they came up with this tournament for the 70th, 75th NBA season. And they want to roll with it. No, no, it's not gonna it's not gonna pan out. They've all been comparing it to European soccer. That's a whole different and that's yeah, like apples and oranges though. Yeah, I know. Cause where they have the league, well, if you guys don't watch European soccer, it's basically you have your your league, your domestic league, which you play between uh, clubs from your own country. Then you have the domestic and cups. You have the domestic cups. But what makes, or at least what in my opinion makes these domestic cups so special, Nick, is that you're not only playing teams from the first division, you're playing teams from basically up to thir the third division in some cases. So you're basically playing against semi-professionals and, you know, sometimes a Cinderella story happens where that team ends up making it far. And it's a tradition. At the end of the day, that's a tradition. But the NBA has never had that as a tradition. It, it, it'll be hard to introduce, to be honest with you, and I just don't see it happening. I think... We haven't reached that point where we need to see changes, like necessary changes, to be honest. I think this is more of an attention grab and not more of a tradition type of move, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like I said, it's got to do with the ratings, right? They're worried about that. It's it's really low right now. And a bunch of them are saying how highlights are available to you on social media now. And with attention spans being very short now. People don't want to sit down for, what is it, hour, 20 minutes to watch a basketball game. They want to just have the quick five-minute highlight package. If they're, can, wor 
you can do that by just by going to Instagram. On YouTube, they're trying to crack down on the YouTube highlight channels too. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. See? So they're already starting to crack down on that. I I can see where the worry is, but this is definitely not the this is definitely not gonna be something that fixes that problem. Or you could just hire those channels, right? I mean you could. I mean, it could be more money, but I mean I mean they are the kingpin. I mean, wouldn't you rather just buy out all those highlight video channels that are doing it? Or like streaming service trying to get you know, like the Zan, yeah. how they do it with that, European that, soccer. That's what I was also thinking. Uh, you're better going into the route of streaming services now. It, it's to be honest, it makes sense, right? I feel like a lot of people don't have cable anymore or satellite. They just don't. It's not worth the money. And nowadays, if you've noticed how life has changed, right? It's changed quite a bit. And life now is basically customized, customization. Everything's customized to your likes, whether it's music. I mean, music, you don't even have to download a whole album. You can just pick the song you like and that's it. it so I would say, why don't you just go down that route and just send it and sell it to streaming services? I, I would say that'd be the best route. And on top of that, they're also saying that load management has a lot to do with those ratings too. It's not that load management has anything to do with it. It's just the NBA is being a little sneaky with not announcing it right away, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, also load management because load management will affect people going to games. If you think about it, that's true. Now, now yeah. that now that people know about load management. They're probably going to be like, uh, let's say one day they play in, I don't know, let's say one day the Clippers play in Dallas, and then the next day they're playing in San Antonio. I'm pretty sure the people in San Antonio are going to be like, you know what, uh, San or the Spurs aren't that great, and I'm pretty sure Kawhi Leonard isn't going to play in that second game because of load management. So and the big old woman. Okay there, Charles. <laughs> But I mean, you know, it does it does affect it, it yeah. uh, at some point. But I, I don't know. It's a tough one to cure uh, the load management and everything. Trying to get people to go watch games, even on TV, it's they have a really tough task. And at the same time, I feel like the media is at fault too, because if you think about it, the media has made it seem like the only thing that's important is the off season because of free agency and the playoffs. You know, it's only a 30 minute podcast, right? Speed up your dancers. (laughs) Shut up. No, but to be honest, like to piggyback off your point, I think you're right. I think we put so much hype and emphasis on the off season and whoever makes fun of me saying emphasis, I'm going to hit you. (laughs) Anyways, I'm, I'm joking. Anyways. Yeah. I think the media has a part to play in this for sure. Load management. I I could see it, but I think it's more of the Spurs been doing it for years, right? And I think it's more the NBA's not being transparent with the injury reports. That's true. Right? Yeah. I think it's both ways on that one. And this is a players league, right? I mean, they grab a lot of the um a lion's share of the revenue too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Them and MLB are like very big unions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 
that could be also affecting the revenue or the revenue for NBA. There's a lot of variables. Also I think the China thing that might might affect their their. Uh, that's gonna like. There's just a lot of things happening right that's now. That's more of a political thing they can't control, right? I mean, you know, they could. I mean, that there's a good chance that could end up affecting their bag too. That's true, and I think if they went the streaming service route, I think they it would remedy a lot of their concerns. Yeah, I mean, I I remember reading in Sports Illustrated a bunch of years ago. And they were saying that sports is basically heading towards uh, streaming services where they're like, don't be surprised if one day you end up watching Netflix and you can watch basketball. It's true. I mean, it's the death of cable, right? Who wants to watch cable now? Nobody. I think only... Look at my room. I mean, there's nothing cable-wise. I mean, I only got cable for my parents. Yeah, I think it's just the older generation that watches it, right? Right. And I rather I rather watch everything on that, right? And my wish list is I'm pretty sure people will get double monitors just to, you know, do their thing and watch a game, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh wanna start talking about mellow? Oh no. Mellow, mellow, mellow. We owe a big apology to this guy. Big time. And I mean I even said it on the on the podcast. I hope he proves us wrong. And so far he has proved us wrong big time. I mean, you, you were saying in the warm-up that it's against lower-tier teams, but he's doing it at an efficient rate. That's the thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's the impressive thing, that he's doing it against efficient te- against everyone. I mean, he's shooting 46.2 from the field. 37% that's high. from three. That's good. 17.7 points, okay. six rebounds, and 2.2 assists per game, which is not bad at all. That's solid... Like third string, or not third string, third option numbers right there. Yeah. I mean, that's what they brought him for, basically. And he's been fulfilling his promise. Yeah. I mean, I know he's he had those two games against the Bulls, right? I mean, he, he killed the Bulls both times. He averaged 24 points, had nine, nine and a half rebounds and three assists in those two games. That's what he averaged. Uh, my question is, can he keep it up? I think so. You think so? I think there's so much. I think having Lillard and McCollum there alleviates a lot of that pressure off of him. And once Melo gets hot, then Lillard and McCollum can get hot. I kind of think that he's maybe finally accepted that he's not the big star anymore. And he's just taking what he can out of it. I think those last two stops pretty much humbled him. Well, he's been taking a lot of whatever he's getting, that's for sure. You're right. And also, you got to give Stotts some credit. For putting him in a position to succeed? Basically. I'd, I'd say I, so. Dan Tony did not do that. Did not do that at and all. Same with Billy Donovan. Yeah. Like, they did not. They wanted to convert him into just a straight-up spot-up shooter. And especially in Houston, he was spotting up quite a bit. I think he had they had him at forty five percent spot up shots, which is quite a bit. But uh, he's got that down to thirty in Portland, and on top of that, he's taking more mid range shots, which is that's his style, right? He loves that mid range shot, and it's working for him. That's what's open in the NBA. Yeah, well, everyone taking three pointers now, right? Uh, on top of that, his uh, net rating is positive for the first time in four seasons. 
So with him on the floor, the Blazers are at two point at ten point one while he's on the floor. The last few years he's been with Houston. I think he was at negative uh, one point four. I think with Oklahoma he was like at negative four, and I can't remember what was the season before that. But finally a positive, and it's working for them. I'm happy for Melo. I think he still has a lot in the tank. The way he's playing and the way he's shooting. I think he's a better option than Bazemore at the moment. Definitely. I think him and Hood can alternate as the one-two punch. And that team that team still has a lot of injuries to come back from. They're still missing Collins, Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic is the one the one player I don't think they can replace. And he's really crucial to, to their style of play, right? I think if he comes back, they're... I, I see them as a fifth, fourth seed. I think they can gel in time for that. Yeah. I I think they'll probably steal one of the last two spots at most. I don't know if they're cause... that. I think they're better than Sacramento, to be honest, though. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Look, basically, I think those spots basically from six to one are... Those, Lockdown. Those, yeah, those are the teams you're basically gonna have no matter what. I mean, so, you got the Lakers, you got the Nuggets, you got the Clippers, Rockets, you got the Rockets, you got the Mavericks, and you got the Jazz. I think those six teams are a lock in the top six, especially since there's such a gap between sixth and seventh. Um, and then, and then after that, it's just anybody can take that spot. I mean, between seventh and let's see. Seventh to tenth. Seventh to tenth is like holy. There's a bloodbath. Three games. They're they're three games back. Phoenix still in there. Phoenix, Sacramento, and Portland. Portland, and then you still even Oklahoma still in there. They can still make it. I think they're gonna taper off though. And then you have San Antonio. They're they're still five games away from seventh. So you see, any team from there can make it. But I just think those top six are you can't move them. I'm pretty sure Portland's uh, poor start is is going to hurt them, and they're basically going to finish seventh. Ah, uh, I say at highest, I would say. I okay, I'll give you a view on they that would, one. They would need to get red hot right away, and let's once Nurkic comes back, he needs they get a, get ugh, they need to get red hot. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is with those again. Always with those serious injuries, it takes the player two years to get back to where he was. That's true, yeah. So who knows what we're going to get once he comes back, right? I mean, Portland, I don't, I'm not going to panic on them. I think they're finding the groove right now. I think they won like two or three right now. They're, in the th- they're on a three-game winning streak. I mean, they faced the Bulls twice, got Oklahoma in the middle of there. Oklahoma's a tough hope, though. They are. But it, but at the same time, it's they're not world beaters either, right? And then they still have uh, this next these next seven games. They got to face the Clippers. They got to face the Lakers. I think they got Phoenix in there too. So there's better teams, and we'll see how they measure up against them. Talk about a death gauntlet. You got the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah. So we'll see how they do against them. Uh, you're missing all your big men against AD. That's not a good recipe. <laughs> no, it's not at all. And you're missing all your uh, good defenders against LeBron. Yeah. Who are you going to throw on him? Melo? <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. that I, mean, would... I mean, Melo's great, but I'm like, you're going to drain the guy right there. Yeah, 
that's not going to be a good look either. But we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I would say seventh is the highest they can get. I'm not going to say they're they're going to get any better. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? You want to go Lakers or, you, or what? We'll go our hometown Lakers. Well, I'll do a little bit of the Clippers. You do the Lakers. How about that? Okay, Lakers. Are they legit, Nick? 17-2, and two, I'd say they're legit. Uh, I'm going to wait till after December to to uh, make up my mind on that. So, yeah, they've got a league leading, what, 17-2? and two, two, yeah. Is it? Yeah. So 17-2. and two, uh, You know how many of those are against sub-500 teams? Let me let me guess this one. Fifteen of them. I know. Thirteen. Close. Oh. Two of those are against five hundred teams. Dallas uh, and Utah. Yeah. So I didn't want to. I was on the fence about those ones, but um, oh, sorry. No, Dallas, Utah, Toronto, and L.A. Clippers. Yeah, L.A. Clippers, and they're two. What is it? There were three and one in in those games. Uh, I wouldn't say Dallas oh, is two exact, and two. They right. lost the Raptors. Right. Um. So. They they've had an okay record against the top teams. That's my problem right there. That's one flag for me. Second flag is that you know I know sub five hundred teams they're not supposed to beat by twenty or thirty or forty or whatever every single outing, but at the same time, if let's say I don't know out of those thirteen teams they beat that are sub five hundred, I would say probably like twelve of those games or. 12 or 11 of them were within 10 points and they were close games. That's another worry of mine that they start off so slow at the beginning and then they tend to pick it up in the third quarter. That's a worry because you can't do that against top teams, Nick. No, that's a fair point. I think that's another concern with the uh, Clippers for me because they haven't been having slow starts and they let teams hang in a lot too. The difference between the Clippers and the Lakers, actually, what I've been noticing is that Clippers let them hang around. Then the last three minutes, they'll win, either with a Lou Will or a Harrell or George or Leonard, which is great, right? They right. can win those close games. But my concern is Clippers in the playoffs don't have the luxury of load managing. I mean, yeah, you're going to have a fresh Kawhi for the first round. Second round, he's going to be a little hobbled from the like evident in the last year's playoffs. Third round, it you're gonna have like a what a seventy five percent Kawhi against probably a ninety five percent LeBron at that rate. Yeah, but you're also forgetting there's no back to backs in in the playoffs. Oh, but there's one day offs. Yeah, it's still enough. It's, it's not still enough. It, it's and not it's to not the like point. The, to be honest with you, this Clippers team, whoever like let's say they finish second, or even first or third, that first round should be generally easy for them. Yeah, but right. let me give you a hypothetical, right? Let's say they get a tough first-round matchup. Let's say they get Dallas, right? I mean... Oh, not Dallas, sorry. Let's say they get Houston. That would be a tough one. Right, and you're going to have... You you can't have Paul George chasing Harden all around all day, right? But I don't think the Clippers will drop like that. though. No, I'm going to say, let's say it's a six-game series... Right. Even that, dude, okay, Houston, defensively, they're just not good. No, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. No way, man. Stop interrupting me. <laughs> Go. Go. <laughs> Six-game series. I'm not saying Houston, defensively or whatever, they're going to win the series, right? 
I'm talking about the stretch of games that he's going to have to keep playing in the West. So six games against Houston. Let's say second round, you get the second seed Denver Nuggets, right? Let's say that's a seven-game series. So you've played 13 games already. Then then third round, you get the Lakers. Then that's going to be another seven-game series. That's up in the air. Then let's say they make it to the finals. Then you got to face either probably Raptors, Bucks, 76ers, or Miami Heat, right? That's going to be another seven-game series most likely, or six, right? Right. And it's not – I don't doubt the Clippers' ability. I think they can win it all. I just doubt if they can manage those games because you only get one day off, right? I I think they'll be fine, uh, to be honest. Even let's say they do face the Rockets. To be honest with you, I don't think that's going six games. At most, I would go five games. I'd say six because James is probably going to pull out one game and disappear the rest of the series. That would just be one game. I, I would say that'd be five. Ouch, that cracked. Uh, I would say I would say it'd be a f- quick first round just because the Rockets can't defend. I see them play. And, okay, you let James Harden go off for one game, but when's the last time he dominated a series in the playoffs? Right. That's true. That's true. So I think as as long as the Clippers can finish top three in 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 the West, I think they'll be fine. They can finish off the the first round easily. And then they'll have what a week off after that, waiting for the other series to finish. I think they'll be fine. Uh, and especially with a team like that that defends so well, holy. I mean, did you see what they did against Luka Doncic? They they gave a blueprint. They have they have the right players to defend that guy. And he, I think he only shot thirty percent that game. But but let me give you this: Who has the luxury of having a Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly, right? Exactly. So I think that's how they're going to end up be- beating teams. It's it's a half court game, right? In the play uh, in the playoffs nothing, is a nothing, half court game. Yeah. Nothing that goes back and forth, right? So I think they'll save more energy right there. I think they'll be fine, to be honest with you. I'm just that's my concern with the Clippers, but this is why I pegged them as the number one seed in the West, right? Because right. they have a lethal combo of. I'd say four to six players that can score yeah. and defend, right? Yeah, and defend. That's why I, st- I still think they're number one, even though they've dropped six games. Yeah, they've dropped six games. But like, but they were five. No, so they, they were seven and six at one point, or seven and five. They won a seven-game winning streak. Then they lost yesterday. They, oh, that was an abysmal game by them against the Spurs. That's bound to happen, though. It's yeah, the season, right? true. It's true as part of the season. Uh, I mean, when do you really think that Kawhi and PG are going to shoot 34 and 18% respectively? No. No way in hell. You think Lou is going to shoot 20% in in more than one game? No way. So it's just one of those games where shit happens, right? Oh, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Easy. Easy there. It's just stuff happens, right? I mean, then you have... Aldridge and and Jakoperto defending shots. The twin towers, like they're the twin towers. Like that's not gonna happen every night. No, uh, but it's just an anomaly game, right? It's just one game. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Clippers will be okay once it once it turns into the playoffs. I think they're more of a playoff team than they will be in the season. That's true. I think my gripe with the Lakers right now is how we're playing. 
each first half, I would say. You would agree with me on this one. Yeah, first half, is the first quarters are terrible sometimes. Yeah. Uh, either letting teams just hit threes like nothing or them just not shooting well enough. It, it just depends on which game they're playing. It's always something. I think it's a byproduct of we miss Bradley too, right? He's that, been That too. Yeah. He's been like when we had him, we were keeping teams to like mid nineties to low one hundreds. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, also the style of play they have also adds to their uh, defensive rating too. The fact that they are more of a half court team and they don't go ba- back and forth. You know what I mean? So less possessions, less points. So that has a lot to do with it too. You got to give uh, Vogel his props because he's designed it and it's actually working for them. I'll give him props. He knows how to, he knows how to coach. Oh, excuse me. Unlike your uh, BFF, Luke Walton. Oh, don't talk about that. Let's not talk about that. That's a bad memory. That's like, that's like remembering a bad friendship or something, man. Oh my goodness. Nick, relax. I'm just saying, but yeah, man, uh, it's been good. Finally seeing you again for the first time in two weeks. Uh, we will definitely try and get up another episode. Hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's lots of ball happening right now, especially with Christmas coming up. Uh, all the Christmas day games. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Sorry, it's good. It's a good song. Um, also, I have you been checking out all those uh, city edition jerseys they've been coming out with? I didn't like Dallas's, that's for sure. That looked like... Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, reference, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's that's hilarious. Uh, that was pretty bad. I mean, Milwaukee with Cream City. I'm sorry, but that's just I don't know. That's a little. Uh, that's a yeah. That's a little uh, on the. Why couldn't they just have gone with Buck City or something? Yeah, that's a little on the one track mind side. Yeah, I don't know why they put Cream City on there. Uh, but yeah, Nick, uh, lots of basketball, lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, we've uh, been away a little bit, and we've been. Uh, you haven't been paying attention too much to the Instagram either. So no, we'll, we'll get back on that. We'll it's holiday back. season, right? But it's no excuse. It's just we got to get back on the horse. Yeah, I've been a little bit lazy. But anyways, guys, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Follow us on our Instagram at Waterboys Podcast. Waterboys with a Z. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Listen to uh, us on all six platforms, right? Spotify. Google Playbook was it or? There's like a to bunch. way too way too There's many. There's a bunch of them. There's but so many. To but for the main part, guys, it's Spotify and iTunes basically. Spotify and iTunes, yeah, because those are the free. Yeah. Well, Spotify is not free, but iTunes is a free one. Yeah, and on top of that, you can also catch us on Anchor. Just go straight to our profile on our Instagram, and there's the link. All right, that's it for today. I'll see you guys next time. All right, bye guys.